clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Authentically You. I am sitting here um, with one of my three dogs on my lap, my Basenji named Kita. Um, Funny story about Kita is I call her my therapy dog. Is she an actual like trained therapy dog? No. She's looking at me because I started talking. She's like, what are you doing? What are you saying about me? Um, And I just love her because she's the kind of dog that when I'm upset, she knows I'm upset. And when I'm upset, she comes to sit with me and she really knows how to help me feel better. Um, and so out of my three dogs, I love all my three dogs for different reasons, but she's definitely my therapy dog who knows what I need when I need it. So it's very nice. Um, I wanted to pop on here because the weather is hopefully getting nicer as I record this. Okay. Uh, I'm in Canada, so I'm going to say things in Celsius. It was the beginning of April last week, and it was literally 25 to 26 degrees Celsius. It was hot. Um, and now two days later, it's literally freezing and it's snowy, but I do know that warmer weather is coming. And I was having a conversation with, um, someone who was talking about how their wife hates their body and, um, there's so many negative thoughts and they're depressed and they just like, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I just want to have a conversation, you know, as we come into the warmer weather, around what we can do to have a more positive body image or not even positive. Sometimes I like to word the use, use the word neutral. You know, if I can just come to a place where I'm not hating my body, maybe I don't think good things about my body, but maybe I can just not hate it for a second. And that is my goal that I talk about with my clients that I work with on body image stuff. Because I think sometimes when we look at loving our body, it seems so far-fetched from where we are that it's hard to grasp. And then it sort of makes us resistant to actually working through, um, you know, poor body image. Um, And so I just wanted to essentially give you a list of things that I think would be helpful when you are, you know, having to, wear less clothing um, because it's hot. You know, you're having, you're not able to hide your body in those tights and big sweaters, you know, and you have to sort of, and and I think if, uh, I guess the big thing is that this can be a really uncomfortable transition for women. It's a really uncomfortable transition when you're struggling to even not hate your body for one minute of the day. And so I really wanted to sort of, you know, um, talk about how you can sort of get neutral body image um, and, and sort of introduce you to some ways. And this might be a complete review for everyone, but it might not be. And 
either way, whatever it is, I, I think it's valuable for us to listen to. Because I think a big thing with body image that we struggle with as people is that we, uh, oh my gosh, I had a brain fart. What was I going to say? Um, oh, is that we are stuck in these negative thought patterns about our body. And sometimes they go all the way back to our childhood when our parents were teaching us specific things about how we should feel about our body or what body should look like. Um, or, you know, what does my dad think of my mom's body, et cetera, et cetera. And so we have to, and so if let's say, you know, I'm 36, let's say for 36 years, I've been living with this message that thin bodies are best bodies or, you know, only certain kinds of bodies are attractive. Usually it's some unrealistic expectation. If I've been living with that thought process for 36 years, it's not going to shift overnight in a minute. It's going to take some time. And so that's why I want you to remind these things. And if you need to write them down and, and work through one at a time, that's awesome. And that's why I'm doing this episode. Um, but I think that the more that we practice this thing, this list I'm going to talk about, the more that we can get these new thought patterns, the more that we can start to rewire how our brain is thinking. And it truly is possible. Like I have really damaging body image. I struggled a lot. Um, and I just like, I've reflect so much gratitude lately around where I am with my body, where I am with food. Um, you know, it's just mind blowing. Um, and so I want to remind yourself that you, you know, the better that you're going to feel about who you are, if you start to put some of these things into action, even if they're difficult, because I can tell you, and I've said this many times, I'm going to say it again, is that if you are like, I will only feel good about my body. If I lose 10 pounds, I'm here to tell you it's not freaking true. Like it, I don't care who wants to argue with me. It's not true. I can tell you because I've lived in the experience. I have literally lost a hundred pounds at one point in my life. Um, you know, I have gained and lost and all these things. And I can tell you time and time again, that when I was my, when I was a fitness model and I was my leanest and my body was the most, uh, aesthetic to the world is when I didn't like it the most. And so I want to remind you that that's not true, that you can build neutral or positive body image without having to change your body. And really, if we learn to think differently about our body, then we learn to treat our body with more respect. Um, and, and some of the stuff I do with my clients, whether it's through body image work or intuitive eating, you know, things like that to to heal our relationship with our body, to heal our relationship with food, it is a process, but I can't get to a point like in my, in my life now, right. I'm very active. I eat, you know, a lot of nutritious foods in my life, but I had to do so many things to get to the point where that wasn't damaging, where it wasn't distorted and it wasn't unhealthy and it was coming from the right perspective. And so what I'm saying is that if you learn to put some of these things into action, then you're going to learn how to treat yourself in accordance to the way that you think about your body, right? It makes sense. If I hate myself, why, or I don't think I'm worthy, why would I treat myself as such? I have to shift that stuff if I want to actually change how I'm going to treat myself. Um, and so the first one I want to say is starting to appreciate what your body can do, not what your body looks like, but what your body can do. Because when you think about it every day, whether you called your body a crappy 
garbage can dumpster that's a fat piece of crap every day of your life, doesn't matter how many times you've said that, it still wakes up. It still makes sure you breathe. It still allows you to eat food. It still gets you from point A to point B, right? You have to think about all of these things that our body does for us and appreciating those things because we only have one body in this lifetime. We're living in this vessel. And so we better start to try and get at least a business respectful relationship with it. It doesn't have to be a love relationship, but it can be a business respectful relationship. So really celebrating these amazing things that your, your body does for you, right? Whether it's breathing, laughing, dreaming, taking a poo, dancing, running, walking, right? There's so many things that our body can do for us. Um, the second one I want to say is I want you to make a list of, you know, I'm going to say 10. That's a challenge for some, at least five, five to 10 things that you like about yourself that are not related to how much you weigh or what you look like. This one might take you some time. I've made my clients do this and they hate me for it. Um, but I want you to remember that making a list off of things and it might be like, okay, I'm a really good friend or I'm really creative, right? So writing down your top 10, five to 10 things or strengths about yourself that have nothing to do with how you look. The third one I want to say, so there, again, there's 10 of these. I want to, if you need to know, because I like to know those sorts of things, how long do I have to listen to this? <laughs> the third one is to remind yourself that, you know, beauty or conventionally attractive, whatever society has created that we are attractive, um, is not what matters. If you think about your funeral, no one is going to say they were a size 16 pant. They were ugly. No one's going to say that, right? They're going to talk about all the cool things that make you an incredible, unique person. Um, and so when you feel good about yourself and who you are outside of that beauty, you carry yourself with more confidence. You carry yourself with a sense of like, I accept who I am and I am open to my uniqueness. And that's what makes people beautiful, right? Being beautiful, like people are going through all these plastic surgeries and all these things, and they all want to look the same. And I just think this is what takes away of the beauty. And we've become so warped in what our expectations are, our beauty, is that we all want to fit into this, this box. When for me, I live my life by, and the most confident I have felt is now in my 36th year on this planet. I feel the most confident I can wear whatever I want, wear however I want, I can do what I want, right? I feel the most confident and I feel the most beautiful because I've learned to embrace my complexities. I've learned to embrace that I am a layered person, I'm unique, and that's what makes me valuable. Not me being the same as everyone else because we don't need that, right? Beauty is really a state of mind. It's not a state of what our body looks like. So if I can remind myself that I'm beautiful because I'm a good person. I'm beautiful because I am unique and I'm complex and I'm messed up from trauma, right? All of these things. That's what makes me a really beautiful person. The fourth one is looking at yourself holistically. So when you look at yourself in a mirror, choose to not focus on specific body parts. Now, mirror work is something that I do with clients with body image and it can be really challenging. So, you know, I wouldn't suggest like going in there and thinking about all these negative things. If that's going to happen, then, you know, work with someone like myself to do more intimate work so you can get to a better safe space with yourself. But 
I want you to remind yourself that you are a whole person. And I like to look in the mirror and say, like, here's my body. I'm not going to focus on, oh, here's my stomach or here's my thighs or my arms, whatever. I'm going to see myself as I want other people to see me as a whole person. I am not my big legs. I am not the acne that I've picked on my back, right? I am not all of these things. I am a whole person. And that is how I want people to perceive me because that is how I want to perceive other people. I don't want to sit there and judge other people for some body part or things like that. I want people to see me as a whole holistic person. Um, and so standing in the mirror and reminding yourself, like you're a person. And I always say to myself, like this body has carried me through so much trauma. It's carried me from A to B. It gets up every day for me and really recognizing all of my body without, let's say if you're talking about like the fat on your stomach, let's say number one, who cares? We should have fat on our stomach. Um, also, I am not that fat. I'm not, I'm not fat, right? I am a person um, who has lived a life and that fat also goes with my stomach and my bones and my legs and my feet. Like I'm a whole person. I'm not just that one area that I hate. Um, the fifth one I want to say is who we surround ourselves with. And I'm not going to say it as I always do. Cut those toxic people out of your life. I remember having a friend when I was younger who would like, tell you you look good, even though you don't actually look good. That makes, doesn't make sense. Like, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, you know, people who are going to be negative are going to, they're going to take like passive aggressive comments about you or like, you know, dig at what you actually look like, things like that. Um, you know, it's easier to feel good about yourself and your body when you're around other people who are supportive, when you're around other people who are not going to talk about bodies and the size of the body and dieting all the time, um, you know, who recognize the importance of just liking yourself as you naturally are, right? Reminding yourselves to, to pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with because they are going to influence you. That's how human beings work. And this goes for social media as well, right? Don't be adding all these people who are, you know, these unattainable or fake or edited photos on social media and thinking like, why can't I just be as good as this person? Number one, because it's usually fake. And number two, because it's just not valuable and healthy for your body image. So why don't you go on social media and follow bigger bodies, follow different bodies, right? Unconventionally attractive bodies. That's what we should be focusing on. So we can start to change our brain's bias as to what we feel like is attractive. Uh, sixth one I want to say is that talking about or I guess like telling the voices in your head to shut up that are telling you that your body isn't right, um, that you're a bad person because you're not skinny enough or you're not in shape enough or whatever the voice is, I want you to remind yourself to tell that voice to shut up, right? You can overpower those negative thoughts with positive or neutral ones, as I said. So it might be like, um, you're a bad person because you ate a donut and you didn't go to the gym as an example, you could then say, um, number one, I'm not a bad person. Make me a bad person. You could name the behaviors that you did. Um, and you can also say like, I am learning to respect my body. It doesn't have to be like, I love my body regardless of what I did. It could be, I'm learning to respect my body. Um, so the next time you start to sort of tear yourself down, you know, build yourself back up with a few quick, maybe affirmations that work for you. So thinking about that, writing down a few affirmations that we work for you. Seven is really important. And this brings me back to, I brought my um, kid to the mall the other day. We love fashion. So I brought her to the store to buy a, a new outfit because she needs new clothes anyways for spring and summer. Um, 
And so she tried on these pair of jeans and she's at that age where she doesn't fit kids clothes. So she's now exploring adult clothes. And then something like, I don't really know how the, the sizes translate, whatever. Anyway, so I gave her a couple sizes of, of jeans to go into the change room and she came out and the one pair was so tight on her waist. Um, and I said, you know, how is she like, um, they're, they're good. And I said to her, like, I don't think those are going to be comfortable. And, and the lesson I said to her, it does not matter what size of clothes you put on your body. It doesn't matter what size they are. It matters that they fit your body because clothes are meant to fit your body. Your body is not meant to fit into a certain size of clothing. We have to remember that we have to work with our body, not against it. And I always say to people, you know, if you're, if you're um, shopping, let's say in a store, you can either, and you feel like uncomfortable trying on pants or whatever. Number one, you can buy a couple sizes, bring them home and then return the size that doesn't work for you. If you don't even want to try them on in the store, or I always say, if you want to bring them into the change room, um, you know, let's say try on the larger size, don't look in the mirror and stay away from the mirror, try on the clothes. And if they feel comfortable at that point, you turn around and you assess them in the, in the, in the mirror, but not until you feel comfortable in that, that piece of clothing is when you turn around and start to, you know, analyze everything about yourself and the horrible lighting and mirrors that are in a lot of clothing stores, in my opinion, I don't like them. A lot of them, they're like, what is this what it looked like? Oh, <laughs> um, and so, so I think that's a really important one is like learning to wear clothes that are comfortable and also not just comfortable because I think that can swing one way where I'm like, I'm just going to wear dirty sweatpants all the time because they're comfortable. They should also make you feel good about your body. And this is a big thing. I was, um, you know, through COVID um, and working for myself, working for my home, there was a time where I was like, yeah, wearing sweatpants all the time. And I started to feel like blah, depressed, sad, um, and just like ew about my body. And I realized like, I'm just wearing these slumpy clothes. You also should wear clothes that make you feel good, you know? And this is a big thing that comes to the same point as like not worrying about what other people think about what you're wearing. Because I want to make things that make me feel good. And I wear some weird clothes now. But as soon as I started to wear things that were both comfortable and made me feel good, my confidence increased. My mood elevated, right? There's so many things that we can do by just taking care of ourselves and and learning to what feels good for us and not worrying about what other people think. And um, I think that's a really, really valuable message. The eighth one I want to say... Um, is, you know, I did actually sort of mention this one already, but I'll say it again, is like being a very um, critical viewer of social and media messages, right? Paying attention to slogans, Im slogans, images, attitudes that make you feel bad about yourself, make you feel bad about your body and getting away from those things, right? Um, and, and I also like to take it one step further is if you feel like there's something that is offensive, um, to write a letter to the advertiser and tell them, you know, this makes me feel bad about my body. This is really unrelated. Um, kind of, and kind of not, but I would watch, I love, love is blind. And the reunion was on and Vanessa, the host, I thought she was great until the end. And she just kept asking people, when are you going to have a baby? When's the baby coming? Baby, 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 baby. And I said, you know, I want to write a, a letter to Netflix and say like, it's not appropriate in 2023 
to number one, say those things to all the women in the cast, pressuring them to have children. You don't even know if they want to have kids or for someone like myself who struggles with infertility, how activating and horrible it is to consist consistently hear that message over and over. Um, and so I know it's not related to body image, but it's related to me thinking I want to protest against that, against that message and say like, people need to realize what um, is hurtful to people, what's damaging to people and what is helpful. So again, if you want to take a stance on some advertising that you see that is, you know, making people feel like they need a certain body, you know, write a message to the Kardashians or something like that. <laughs> um, number nine is doing something nice for yourself. You know, treat yourself. What's that from Parks and Rec? I love that show. Treat yourself. So, you know, something that lets your body know that you appreciate it. It might mean you take time to have a nap might mean you, you know, go outside and enjoy some nature or you just lie on the grass, you take a bath, um, you take your vitamins, right? Do something nice. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to cost you a dime. Do something that shows your body that it is valuable, right? And if you can do that small step every day consistently, you will start to learn to shift that negative body image. And then the last one I wanted to say, you know, is pretty complex, but, um, is that using our time and our energy to stop worrying about, you know, what food we can and cannot put in our body, the calories, um, our weight, you know, things like that, because, um, this is something that used to consume me both when I was, um, I struggled with bulimia, I struggled with anorexia when I was younger, then I went into binge eating, um, and then I went into fitness competing, which just essentially was a world of disordered eating. And it's taken me a lot of experiments, a lot of, um, you know, trial and errors and a lot of healing to get where I am today. Um, and now I am really grateful to say that I help women, you know, make peace with food and learn how to trust and intuitively eat versus binge eating. So if that's something you want to work on, please reach out to me. Um, but I think it's so freeing to not be obsessed with what you're eating, to not be obsessed with how much you ate, how you should punish yourself because you ate ice cream, like all of these things, right? It, it takes a time um, and healing to get to that point. But I want to remind you that you can feel better about yourself. Um, you can help other people. If you have kids, you can shift their perspective. So many things you can do if we just start to start to shift away from the perspective of constantly worrying about food, because we should have a healthy relationship with food, a relationship that includes all food and is not damaging. It's not restrictive. Um, and it comes from a place where, like I said, you know, now in my journey, and it took me a while to get here is that once you get through some steps of the healing, again, if you want to talk about that, reach out to me, but once you get through certain steps, you can get to a point where you are eating mostly nutritious things, but it doesn't come from the place of I'm restricting myself from all of these other play foods. I like to call them people known as junk food, right? I'm not restricting myself from those things because when we restrict, it always leads, not always, that's a strong word. Um, it can lead to binging, right? And so that's what we need to get away from. We need to get to a point where we're actually intuitively wanting to eat those nutritious foods if that makes sense. Um, and so those are my thoughts going into the nicer weather. Um, let me know if you have any thoughts, any questions, reach out to me on Instagram or TikTok. It's been a pleasure. And I hope this was valuable and I hope you listen. I hope you take it in. And so you can enjoy your summer a little bit more when you're shedding all those clothes. Cause we can't hide in those sweaters. Anyways, peace and love everyone. Bye.
Hello, lovely human, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening, and I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time, and if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well, and let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing, because let me tell you, that is when the true magic happens. Thank you.